Oh wow, it's another day for an amazing and insightful podcast. It's a day to take further steps towards your purpose on earth. Today, I will be talking about moving on to freedom. We are getting closer, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And I'm so glad. I'm so, so excited. Because today we're going to be talking about something so powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful that you need for this journey. It's me, your guide, Dr. Tusin Darupali. I'll be talking today about four main subdivisions of power sources. The power sources that you need for this journey. And the first one is the power of envisioning. In other words, creating a picture. Creating a picture. Now there's a picture and there's a bigger picture. So all of that is under the power of envisioning. The second is willpower. The third is the ultimate power. Oh my God. This third one is like the bomb, bomb, bomb. Like it is the core of all of us. And then the fourth is the inner power. So let's go. The picture and the bigger picture. There's an exercise that we're going to do during the podcast. And a word also make up the task or one of the tasks today so here it is i want you to take a moment close your eyes and picture what your life could have been like without drugs alcohol gambling and all of that in it with the opportunities the fonts the privileges you've had so far in your life but most importantly how much of your potentials you would have achieved so we'll give you 10 seconds to do that let's start okay wherever you've stopped you'd finish up okay after the podcast so i've got a great news for you that to the best of your imaginations and to the best of your thoughts it is nothing nothing compared to God's intentions and plans for you <laughs> like it is nothing compared to it he says that I know the plants that I have for you they are plants of peace. And the version says that plants to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plants to give you a future filled with hope. This is God saying this. That he had plants, he has plans to give you a future that is filled with hope. God is God, it doesn't lie. He doesn't he doesn't say something and not do it. If he has said it, that is his plan. That was his plan before you came physically to the earth. That's what he said in Jeremiah 29:11. Somewhere else he says that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask or think 
by the means of his power working in us not by your capacity or your assessment of yourself or your weaknesses your weaknesses do not hold power here that's what Ephesians 3 20 says above what you can think he can do far far above and this is the perspective from which you should draw your power of envisioning God's great plan for you the plan he had had at your predestination before you were born before your parents met before your mother conceived you in fact God had a picture in mind and that was the reason he brought you to be if you think that I mean everybody has a child everybody just gets pregnant anybody can get pregnant go and ask people that have been trying to get pregnant for years it tells you that it takes more than just a man and a woman to have a child it takes God deliberate intention sending somebody in response to an intention he had so you're not here by by happenstance or by chance far from it you came because God had something in his heart and then he sent you to walk in line with what he had in your in his heart for you so when you're picturing the picture is what you see the bigger picture is what God is seeing and that is the perspective I want you to see your future your life from the bigger picture there's a bigger picture it's beyond you it was that picture that birthed you not the intentions of your parents it was that picture that that made God put the intention of having you in your parents heart either they planned it or not it doesn't matter so you're not a product of chance the second thing that the second source of power is the real power also known as determination time and time again science has shown that real power is a very important tool for achieving results it works in career building in meeting academic targets but when it comes to substance use and addiction it's an entirely different ballgame it is a different ballgame you remember I mentioned in a previous podcast that man is fundamentally a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. Now the soul is the seat of will, emotions and the mind. If you can remember very well, these are a part of the brain. They are still the functioning of the brain. I also mentioned in the previous in the previous podcast how substance and addiction messes with the brain, making changes in its functioning, its judgment and information processing. The site for willpower is the same location, is in the same location in the brain as that of emotions and the mind. It's all in the brain. This is the reason that no matter how hard you try in yourself, by yourself, it will never be enough. You need something more powerful and definitely not 
within the control of your brain. And that leads us to the next source of power. Honestly, if you could have done this with yourself by willpower, you would have done it a long time ago. You would have broken free many times over years years ago. But it's been difficult, isn't it? Because it takes more than just willpower. It takes more than good intentions or wanting to do it. I am not saying that it is not good to be determined. It is important, but it is not enough. Now on to the third source of power, the ultimate power. This is the hack. This is the hack of this entire process. This is the core of the entire guide. Science argued it for a very long time. They called it different names. The external force of nature, the spiritual force, you know, power, whatever it is that they called it. But let me tell you this. It works, and it works, and it works. And that ultimate power is God. I don't um, mean God like just going to church and doing spiritual activities and all. No. It's a state of total surrender to Him and letting Him walk on you, walk with you, and walk through you. I'm not trying to sermonize you, but this is the secret. You have to come to a state of total vulnerability with him. In other words, have a state of God. I have, I have failed over and over again. I can't do this by myself. I need you. I need you, God. I need you to help me. I need you every step of the way. And then you go on living each day in this state of total surrender God I need you you'll be shocked I've, I've, I've helped many young people do this and it works this is what sustains this is what keeps you your willpower could help you start but this is what keeps you you'd be shocked and would wonder where the energy will be coming from when you depend on God to help you. You will draw your confidence. You draw the confidence to rise above the substances, the addiction. You will draw it from God. He said, he said somewhere that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It gives strength. It gives grace. Simply step aside. Let him take the stage. This is the point where you believe that Christ died for you so that you can come to God. Sin has bridged the gap between man and God and Christ came to fix that bridge. All you have to do is believe in your heart that he paid all your price and hand over the control of your life to him. That's it. And this is where our journey truly begins. In 2 Timothy 1.9, says that we are called according to his own purpose and grace, given in Christ Jesus. 
you were called according to his purpose like he had it in, in his heart in Christ Jesus which means that your purpose your journey begins there so now we can begin if you've said this prayer with if you've said you believed in your heart that Christ paid for your sins and he paid for you to have a glorious future now we can go on to the fourth source of power the fourth type of power is the inner power remember that i've mentioned that man is fundamentally a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body the part of man that is connected and draws strength from his creator is the spirit you can't see god you can't feel god the part of you that connects with god is the spirit and that's the inner man that is the view you that is the man that becomes born again that is the man that is become that, that becomes saved the moment you believe that Christ paid for your sins there are some rules that govern the physical man and govern almost everything else in life and that is the fact that what you feed thrives and what you starve dies when you have starved your spirit long enough by feeding the flesh the domain no the flesh is a domain for lusts for sex for drugs for all these things your spirit goes quiet and your body starts calling the shot you remember i told you that your body is like your clothes that you're going to pull off when the music stops playing However, the solution to darkness is not fighting or throwing punches at it. You just simply bring in the light. Same rule applies. The solution to keeping your body quiet, your cravings quiet, is feeding your spirit. You feed your spirit fat. With time, that inner man that is connected to God begins to take charge. And begins to call the shot. It's only a matter of time. Your body will obey this inner man. You tell you what to do. Let me show you what the Bible says in Galatians five sixteen. Says, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. It is a formula. You let you go with your spirit. You feed your spirit fat so that it can be calling the shot. When that happens, it's just natural. Your body goes quiet. Your desires, your cravings, they go quiet. They just go silent. In Romans eight thirteen, the second part says that if if you through the Spirit do mortify, another word for that is control or subdue the deeds of the body, you will live. So it's the Spirit that you need to keep your body and your cravings quiet. If you think your real power is sufficient to keep it quiet, you lie. Your spirit has to be strong to be able to keep your body quiet. Your body and your spirit can be they can be both bosses. One person has to step down for the other one. One more step aside, the elder one 
takes the stage. Let me show you another one in Galatians 5, uh, verse 17. It says that, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever your body wants. I'm sure, the, I'm, I'm sure your next question will be, Okay, you're talking about the spirit, my body, my soul. Okay, but what do I do to make my spirit stronger? What do I do to feed the spirit that you're talking about fat? You don't need any extra money. Just the way the body, just the way the body feeds on physical food. And for people that, you know, take substances, uh, engage in addictive activities, those are the things that the body feeds on but your your spirit feeds on a different kind of food which is one the word of god trust me initially it could taste sour i mean only god knows how long ago you've read the scriptures it could taste like what is this because it's because your spirit isn't i've not been used to it in a long time but after the first few days your body, your spirit begins to adjust. It begins to adjust. You just stay with it and keep feeding it. The kind of meal that is sustained, that is sustained on. And it will pick up. Just stay with it. Just keep feeding it. You can imagine something that has starved for years. You've starved and starved and starved it. You need a lot of food to give it a minimum level of stamina and then to start gaining weight. In Psalm 119 verse 11, it says that, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You would have to store it up. Like you would have to take in enough dose. If you won't do it again, you need to eat the word. The second meal that your spirit feeds on is meditation. This is a time where you transfer the nutrient from your spirit. The nutrient that your spirit has eaten to your mind. You remember that part of the brain where your emotions and weight is? That transition, that's what meditation does it transfers this word that you're feeding your spirit with transfers it to your mind this is how to do it when you study the word or go through what i have been saying so far you sit quietly and think on them let it just sink in you sit there and you swim let it swim in your thoughts let it just stay there. Meditate. Think about it. Think about it. Be thoughtful of it. Think deeply about these things. When you read the scriptures, just take a moment and think about it. As you're thinking about it, it begins to transition into your mind. You begin to adjust your way of thinking. It begins to fix it. When you start doing this, you will begin to renew your mind to proper thinking. Your mind begins to change. Your mindset begins to take a new turn. 
your will your emotions begins to adjust gradually to the new way of thinking your spirit begins to gain influence on your soul the third type of meal that your spirit feeds on is prayers honestly you, you may be wondering that was the link with distance it works my god it works just stay with me on this journey it works oh i wish that i could there was another way to tell you this it works it's your spirit talking prayer is your spirit talking or communicating with god for strength it's like your connecting pipe. It's a spirit-to-spirit conversation. It doesn't matter if you go home crying half of the time and telling him, telling God how much you need him and, and, and need his help. In fact, that state of vulnerability to him, to help you, that is where your strength lies. Because it gives grace to the humble and strength to the weak. That is what it does. You can only help somebody that agrees or accepts that I am weak. Just take this as an extra hack. What I'm about to tell you. The moment you become filled with the Holy Spirit and you can speak in tongues, you are double made because it's like a, a pure spirit to spirit communication. It shuts out your soul. It shuts out your, your mind and your ability, the ability of your brain to comprehend. So, your spirit and God's spirit are in communication. It's a special kind of relationship. It's deep. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says that, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. But you see that spirit, that's what we need to gain stamina. That's what we need to grow fat. So it is okay for your mind not to comprehend it. In um, that's in First Corinthians fourteen verse two, NLT says that for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. It will all be mysterious. That's what the Bible says. Meaning your mind won't be able to comprehend it. I've said a lot of things today. But I would encourage you to listen to this podcast at least two, three, four more times. I can assure you that if you follow through with the principles that I have shared with you today, you are made. You will suddenly start losing the appetite for these things. You will be shocked. You might have some challenges in the first few days, but just keep at it. Just keep at it and let me have your feedback, your honest feedback. If you're having challenges with me, with it, let me know. In summary, just focus on your spirit. Just focus on feeding your spirit fat. If I leave the cravings, just leave them. Hmm? Just leave them. Just focus on your spirit. Feed it. Feed it. Study the word. 
and that makes sense to you or not, just stay with it. Ask me questions about it, I'll explain them to you. Pray, meditate, just stay there. Think within. And gradually, your spirit will start coming back to stature. And your body, your cravings will start going silent. It's a formula that is powerful. So, I'll be going on today for, uh, on, on, on the task for today. And the first is, I want you to continue to envision your life. From the standpoint that God had great plans for you before the world began. That is what should be in your mind. That, should what, that is what should be in your meditation. Picture it. Keep it in view. God, you have great plans for me. That's what I start saying as from um, I start saying henceforth. The second is I would want you to write down your commitment to totally surrendering to God. Knowing you can you, you can't do this by your strength. You cannot do this by yourself. So you will name it my commitment statement. And the number three, the third one is you write a spirit feeding plan and start it immediately. My recommendation is that you have a 15 minute prayer time, a 15 minute study time of the scriptures, and then I would recommend that you start from First Corinthians, verse one, um, chapter one. I read about two chapters every day till the end of the New Testament. And then another 15 minutes for meditation. So 15, 15, 15. That is our formula. That's a starting formula. 15 for prayers, 15 for studying, 15 for meditation. You will clock in with me and clock out when you're done. So you just send me a message. Clock in every day. You choose a time that works for you. If it's in the morning or in the night. Every single day. You clock in with me when you're about to start, and then you clock out at the, at the end of the 45 minutes. Write all this in your journal, because we'll be using all this to create a maintenance structure as we go on this journey. And then I'd like you to send it to me. I want you to be hungry at what this has deprived you of. I want you to be angry at how many years and at at all of what this habit has taken from you and be more determined than ever to take hold of your future it's been a very long one today I know that it's been quite long but I believe that you have learned so much kindly give me your feedbacks for each of the podcasts so that I can be of more value to you and those coming after you. I am proud of you and the transformation that has begun. Thank you once again for coming on board. It's your guide, Dr. Tosin Darupali. Bye for now.